I'm the founder of NGU Group. We are a group of companies. We have developed around $300 million worth of properties. We have $80 million under construction right now. We have events. We had Jordan Belfordelli this year. I enjoy cars and I like cars and I guess I reward myself by working hard so I can have them. So I purchased Lamborghini STO, Lamborghini Avantador Ultimate, Ferrari 812 Superfast, little Mercedes AMG 63. I don't buy cars to make money because that's luxuries of life. The second you buy it, that money is gone. Never see it again. Hey, buddy. Hey, Emil. How are you? Never better yourself. Pretty good. Pretty good. Are you in Brisbane at the moment? In Gold Coast, Brisbane? Brisbane. Nice, nice. Is it also 2.33 p.m. there? 1.30. 1.30. Got it. Thank you so much for doing this. I'm a, I'm a big fan and I'm very excited to get you on the pod. Very welcome, buddy. You in Sydney? Yes. Yes, I am. How I first came about you was, I think I was on Instagram. I saw the event you did with the Wolf of Wall Street. That's how I started seeing your ads with One Life Club. Then I had Simon Beard on the podcast. And then I know you're doing things with him. And then I'm friends with Fonzie. And I saw the collaboration you did with Fonzie. So you've just been consistently popping up on my feed over the last year. Well, there you go. (laughs) There Um, you go. Emil, please tell me and the audience a bit about sort of the things that you're currently focusing on. Um, uh, right now, um, uh, I'm the founder of NGU Group. NGU stands for Never Give Up. And um, uh, we are a group of companies. So we have um, uh, a law firm. We have a media company. We have property development company. We have developed around $300 million worth of properties over the over 20 odd years. And now that's increasing increasing heavily. We also have 10 real estate offices, so $2 billion worth of real estate last 12 months. Um, uh, and um, then we obviously have the founder of One Life Club. That's the company that I um, own with Simon Bede and Shandre, um as well. So all up um, uh, have, you know, 350 plus staff. So keep myself busy. But more than anything, after being in business for you know, since I was 18 years old and I'm 44 now, I can tell you that I'm just having fun and I'm loving life. I don't see anything as business. I don't see anything as work. I just see it as things that I love doing, that I enjoy, and I keep having fun while I'm doing it. So, Interesting, Emil. Given that you have so many different companies and they're all different aspects of life, are there parts that do seem like a chore to you, whether it's accounting or legal or is everything fun? And is it a perspective thing? No, right. Look, to be honest, you know, when you're growing your business, specifically early stages of your of your business, you're doing everything that you love and that you don't like. Uh, because when you're starting your business career, whatever you know, business you're getting yourself involved, and, and when it's specifically if you're not funded if you don't have much money then you are doing everything you're a receptionist you're a salesman you're a bookkeeper you're everything that you can be um and that's when you're really grinding and starting to establish your business so you're doing things even if you don't enjoy them so you can just build a business and you can survive i guess but right now um uh, i'm in position where you know i employ full-time accountants i employ lawyers um we employ um uh, 
I'm right now, my strength is employing people that are better and more capable than I am in their own fields. So all I do right now is I hunt for good talent, for people that will be loyal, people that are willing to learn, that want to enjoy work and, and life in general, and I just keep employing them. So there's nothing really in the business that I don't enjoy right now because we are in position right now where, where we can afford capable people to do things in their own field. Are there any key traits you look for when it comes to loyalty and when it comes to finding people that, you know, you can reduce your turnover rate? Well, look, you know, one of the questions that I have for anybody that I'm trying to employ, any new employee or any new potential employee, um, uh, we have, um, you know, HR department that interviews people here. But if it gets to me, I always have one question, and that is how many jobs you had in the last five years? If they tell me I had 10 jobs, and which is interesting, a lot of young generation, a lot of people that are, you know, 22, 23, they get excited when they're telling me, I had 10 jobs in five years. I'm telling them, hey, guys, I need you to freaking lie on your next interview, you know, which is a terrible thing to say because you don't want to lie, right? You want to be honest person. But, you know, when somebody tells you they had 10 jobs in five years, first thing that comes to my mind is, you know, you're not loyal. Um, uh, so it doesn't matter, you know, um, how good they are at something. Um, if they're not loyal, you know, then I'm not prepared to invest my time, energy and money into developing them to even become better. So I look for people that had long term um, uh, employment elsewhere. So that tells me that these guys are loyal. And then second thing is I don't look for just experts in any fields, experts in any fields. I always look for people that have unbelievable attitude and hunger to become expert in whatever they are doing you can be the most talented person and i i i've seen so many talented um ladies and guys they're so talented but they're lazy and you know if you if you're lazy um uh, talent can't help you full stop so i just looked at look for that hunger and burning fire within somebody to want to get somewhere in their life, that to me is just a big plus. Everything else is irrelevant. Everything you can learn if you are willing to give it a go. When you find that hungry person, how do you like incentivize them to stay along with you on their journey rather than have them sort of work with you for five years and go off and do their own thing? Well, look, to be honest, there's, um, uh, there's nothing wrong somebody being with you for five years and then moving on if that makes them happy. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, uh, you can never keep every employee for the rest of your life because somebody likes to work for other people. Some people, they just like to be employable employees. They don't like to have the stress of self-employed person. Um, and if that makes them happy, great. But sometimes that makes them happy today, but in five years, they can say, you know what, I want to start my own business. And um, I always, if I find extremely talented people, I always will want them to be part of my business and treat it like their own. So I might end up giving them shares in the business so they can stay long-term and so on. But if they really want to go, you just have to, you know, wish them good luck and, and move on. Um, one thing that I always say to amazing people that have been with me for a very long time, I make it very clear to them when they start working for me. I will invest my time, my energy, my resources, developing you, developing you in the best fucking individual you can be in that field. Only thing that I ask of you, if you decide to leave in three years, five years, 10 years, 
make sure you train somebody else to do what you are doing before you leave. That's all I ask. And these days, interview goes two ways. If somebody comes to me, it's not just me interviewing them. I always tell them it's very important that my business is good for you. You know, it's not just what can I get out of you? You know what I mean? What can you get out of me as well? It's a both side, you know, both sides straight that everybody has to be happy, not just, you know, one person, you know, otherwise, if you don't have that mutual respect and understanding and, and both parties to understand vision where business is heading, you know, one person won't be happy. But if everybody's aligned, um, then you can have a long-term employee. And, you know, I have people I've been working with for 20 years. Um, uh, and um, as long as, you know, um, you, you keep growing together all the time. With NGU, you've sort of hit so many different markets. What's your thoughts on like having that focused approach and just doing one thing in one industry versus being diverse and doing a bunch of different things? Because when you hear Elon Musk, you hear like Bill Gates, Jeff, they always talk about focus, focus, focus. What's your thoughts on that? What about, what about Warren Buffett? Yeah, he, he's, he's in every industry. Correct. There's, there's no such a thing as a right, and wrong, right or wrong, right? Uh, all depends what you, how you want to build your business career full stop. One thing for sure, anybody that is starting any business, my advice to them is, yes, 100% focus on that business. Don't do anything else till your business is established enough to be running without you in it. So a lot of people, they start something, they just start, it's just starting to get traction and they start doing 10 other things. But even one core thing they have is not at its peak, is not running smoothly, it's not running without them. So with me, it's very simple. Yes, I am doing 10 different things, but every individual business that I have is running on its own. I don't have to be there. I can fucking be dead as of the second. It's relevant, you know what I mean? So that's very crucial. Um, one thing I, that I always say to, to anybody, become expert in that field, establish a business that can be there without you in it, and then you can diversify and minimizing your risk and, and go to different industries. But then some people like to become expert in one field and they dominate it and they enjoy it and they don't want to, um, uh, they don't want to, Warren Buffett, he's an investor. He's just, his focus is, what return is he going to get for his shareholders and himself? And he's focused on in investing in companies where the leaders of those businesses are extremely good talents and they understand the business on his behalf. But people like, you know, Elon Musk or Bill Gates, um, their primary focus is obviously Microsoft for for Bill Gates and and um, and for Elon Musk. Um, uh, Tesla, I guess, is his biggest um, focus on at the moment. But also, at the same time, I can guarantee you that even them, they probably have their money invested in 100 other businesses. You just don't know that. You know what I mean? He might just have $100 million, $100 million to one of them is like, you know, 100 bucks to most people. And uh, they probably do invest in other businesses. But that's not the primary focus of marketing. You know, Elon Musk, think of him, you think of Tesla. You know, Bill Gates, you think of him, you think of um, uh, Microsoft. Do you know what I mean? Mark Zuckerberg, you think of him, you think of Facebook and Instagram. Um, uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure, sure I'm... I, I know so many Australian business people, you know. Um, uh, they might 
been known, they might be known for one business that they have created, but all of us, we have interest in into many different fields. And then, and then, you know, bigger your business goes, more opportunities do come your way. More people need advice. More people need um, money, need, you know, investors and opportunities just keep opening. Um, uh, and, you know, with me, I just invested money yesterday in one completely new business. And am I expert in that field? No. I love the person that's behind it. I love the guy. He's hungry, he's motivated, he's passionate. And um, uh, and then obviously I got my lawyer and my accountant to go through the business to make sure, um, uh, you know everything is is as clean as it can be, and let's have some fun. But I'm a born entrepreneur, you know. I just love, I love creating things. Doesn't matter what it is. How old were you when you came to Australia, Emil? Sixteen years old. Came here as a refugee. Wow. And were you already buying and selling things? back at your home country or did your entrepreneurship really start when you came to Australia? I look, my own, I don't know if I can call it entrepreneurship, but you know, when I was four or five years old, I was extremely poor and I used to wash other kids' bicycles so I can buy my own. And when I was 11 years old, I was growing up in a war where we had no clean water, no electricity, no school, working, nothing, you know, bombs were flying everywhere. And um, I had to sell candles and cigarettes, so you know, I'm out of need, so I can, I can buy food for for my mom and my brother because dad was fighting in a war and he was never home for months, and um, so it wasn't really how can I be an entrepreneur. It was how can I survive? How can I buy one piece of bread so my mom and my brother and myself can eat today? What's your philosophy when it comes to raising children and sort of? You know, everyone wants their children to be similar to them, but it's hard to give your children similar sets of hardships or adversities. Look, I don't have kids, so I can't give anybody advice how it is to raise kids, right? But I can say this. Um, uh, I think any parent needs to just teach his kids to be good humans, respect others, love more, Learn the value of one life that everybody's, you know, whoever was born is going to die as well one day. You never know when that's going to happen. And um, uh, it's, um, you know, why would you get your kids to suffer? You want them to value hard work. You want them to value, you know, um, what it is to make a dollar. I understand all that, but, you know, you don't have to get them to suffer like you, you know, like parents. Well, I think one of the biggest mistakes not mistakes that a lot of parents make is, you know, if, if they have a kid and if the kid wants to start their own business at age 18 and a lot of parents would say, don't do that, go to school, get education. And um, a lot of young entrepreneurs, they get upset by the advice they're getting from their parents because they feel like their parents are not supporting them. One thing I say, hey, your mom and dad, they can only tell you, teach you what they know. I can't teach you how to buddy, build helicopters because I have no clue, you know what I mean? Um, and so most parents can only give advice to their kids and always give advice because they mean well, but they can only tell you what they know. And that's why, you know, most parents tell their children, go and get a good education, get a good job, you know, get a safe job and, because they don't know any better. So for all, any of those new entrepreneurs, don't be upset with your mom and dad. Take the advice on board and you still do whatever the fuck you want to do. I've always 
balance between not wanting to have children and just going all in on my one life I have. You know, the moment you have kids, you have to sort of give up a bit of yourself. And then on the other side is I want to have a ton of kids. I'm always sort of balancing and, and figuring out what I really want. Um, what's your thoughts on having children? My, my answer is you do whatever makes you happy. If it makes you happy to have 25 children, freaking hell, get yourself start early. You know what I mean? If it makes you happy not to have any kids, you know, I'm, I'm such a believer. You do whatever makes you happy. You don't live your life for others so they can see you having kids or cars or houses or whatever the hell it is. You live your life on your terms and do whatever makes you happy. Simple as that. And there's no, there's not, there's no such a thing as a right and wrong when it comes to being married or being single, having kids or no kids. Just going to ask yourself deep down what makes you happy. Do that. There are some people that have kids, but they're bad parents because they don't love having kids. There are some people that don't that don't have kids, but they're good with other people. Um, uh, it's um, I am I am I live my life. I'm very simple. Do everything on my terms that makes me and people around me happy. That's it. Emil, how do you go ahead and and figure out the things that make you happy? I know a lot of people in our audience they're still trying to figure out what they love to do and, and that seems to be a big question that i hear all the time well two things one people overcomplicate everything i keep things very simple this is color blue that's yellow that's green red white that's it there's no 600 colors here five six two one you didn't know what i mean People overanalyze things. They overthink, and um, uh, and people think too much. People think more than they do. Do you know what I mean? Um, uh, people say, I, "I don't know what I love." Well, why don't you get a job and see if you like it? If you don't like that, why don't you try something else? Try it a hundred times to figure it out. Do you know what? I really enjoy that. But if they're not trying, if they're not doing, they will never discover what the hell they like. Interesting, because I have one or two older mentors and, you know, as I'm working every day, putting in, you know, eight to nine hours of solid work each day, it's, it's hard work. It's not easy. Like, I definitely would want to be lying on a beach, you know, sun baking and just jumping into the water on a hot summer day. But, you know, they tell me like life work is supposed to be hard and I need to put in the hard yard. And every time I come back from a holiday, I question if I'm doing the right thing because it's hard work. It's not easy. It's not fun. Look, nothing worthwhile is easy. Every business when you start, the problem with a lot of people that are starting their businesses, how long have you been running your business? Five years. Five years. Think about your first 12. What exactly business are you running? Um, we do e-commerce and then now e-commerce education. Okay. Think about your business when you started for six months, were you making millions? No. When you were starting, expectation is high. Mm. Enthusiasm is high. Energy is high. You are, I'm starting my business. I'm going to be a multi multi-millionaire in a minute. And then you start. And like a few days ago, I had a few, lovely gentleman. Um, he spent about, you know, $50,000 on his, new business that is in he said Emil I got everything website is there um, he spent some money 
buying the product is there. He said my business card is there. Instagram page is there. I put stickers on the car. Everything is ready to go. Nobody's calling me a meal. So he's so motivated starting his business and now everything is ready and he's like, fucking, I don't have a single phone call. Let's go business. Then wake the fuck up and be creative. Go hunt for business. Now, first 12 months of anybody starting any business, you're just establishing yourself and your name within the business field that you are in before you start making a dollar. So you can maybe pay yourself one day. You know, of course, it's not easy. And, and specifically now, we are living in the most volatile and dangerous times of any business. AI is changing, you know, businesses daily. Um, the new technologies are coming and there's no such a thing as a safe business. So you have to be constantly on your toes. You have to be constantly on your toes not to be left behind tomorrow because there's somebody more creative than you in your field. Now, the beautiful thing about businesses today, you can create an online business and, and conquer the world. You know what I mean? But at the same time, somebody who's sitting in, in their office in, in New Zealand somewhere, can I take your business tomorrow? Do you know what I mean? Because it's an open, open source, open air. Anybody can do business anywhere worldwide, online. So we are living in dangerous times when it comes to anything that we are doing, full stop. But most amazing times as well. Sorry for cutting you out. I was just going to say, yeah, have you done anything or pivoted it in any ways within these dangerous times of new innovation, AI, with all these changes? Have you made any new pivots for that? In my head office, I got about 30 people that I employed that are under age of freaking 24. You know, um, I know what I'm good at and I also know what I'm not expert at. And one thing is I got a team of people that I employ right now and they have one job just to look for things that are coming up in the future. So when something does start making a lot of noise, which is AI at this stage, my guys are all over it um, because we don't want to be the last ones on the train discovering it. Interesting. So let's say one of your guys discover AI is the next hot thing What's the next step? How do you go ahead and get into that and get a piece of the pie? Well, I got a, you know, at this stage of my business right now, I got a team of researchers to, to research what's in, what's coming up. Um, uh, one of the biggest things that I'm a big fan of is always researching what market wants, what, what bias of whatever product, what do they want? Every business that I'm in, anything that I'm doing, I never do it because I think this product, I think this pen is the best. I think people will like this glass in this color. You know, um, uh, with me is always look at the research, including my developing company, development company, property development company, where I have, you know, eighty million dollars under construction right now. My thing is, what the hell does the market want right now? What's in right now? Instead of developing what I think is good for the market. I listen to market. What do buyers want to buy today? Out of all your different businesses from the law, media, property development, education, what do you find the most fun? What's exciting you the most? What's the unicorn that you feel like is within everything that you have? I love helping people. That makes me happy. Like even right now, I just started raising um, 67. I started raising money for charity. And I, in the last five days, I raised almost $70,000 
or 69,000 votes, whatever it is, and helping others, um, uh, seeing other progress, that makes me happy at this stage of my life. I already have every car. I can imagine I got freaking six, seven cars. I have, I'm building a $20 million home. Um, I have everything I can imagine financially. So right now, you know, you'll reach a point in your life where in everything you're doing, you're doing it for fun, but you also love, you know, I love giving back. I love helping other young, young entrepreneurs for them to start um, doing better tomorrow. Which, out of all the businesses, which one helps the most people? Which one really allows you to tap into that passion of yours? One Life Club. One Life Club is a platform that I started a bit over 12 months ago. I always wanted to start a platform where myself and people like myself that have done well in their own field can share their knowledge with other entrepreneurs that are starting up. So that way they don't make the same mistakes that we have made and they can speed up the process getting to where they want to get um, uh, without you know having mistakes that we have made. When you sort of did the research for One Life Club, what is it that the audience want? What do your customers want when it comes to education, events? Um, and, and, and What everyone wants, what, what I won't say everyone, what most people want, most people want to get rich tomorrow. Most people want to be successful overnight. You know, most people don't want to risk. Most people don't want to work hard till they pass out every day. What we are doing, we are simply sharing our knowledge with everyone knowledge that we have gained over years. And we are telling everyone, there's a good news and there's a bad news. The bad news is it's going to take you 10, 20, 30 years to become expert and successful in that business. So that's the bad news. The good news is we can help you get there. We can give you advice. How Not advice. We can really share knowledge, how you can maybe speed up the process, but it's, there's no such a thing as over time. You know, somebody asked me the other day, I had a property investment event and uh, somebody asked me a question. They asked me, um, what's the minimum amount of money they need to save so they can start investing in property? I said, probably about $100,000. And um, uh, and then you can use that $100,000 to borrow, borrow maybe $500,000 from the bank. The next question somebody asked me, how do I get that $100,000? And my, my answer was, whatever you're doing now, get another three jobs on top of it so you can save it and then you start investing because nobody's going to give it to you for free. But everybody is looking for some, and everybody wants to tell me, hey guys, put $1,000 here and it's worth 2 million tomorrow. I don't know how to do that. Nor does my business partner, Simon, or Sean, or any business person that I know. Every business person will tell you the same thing. You got to work hard. You got to work till you pass the fuck out every day for 5, 10, 20 years to get somewhere. That's the reality of business. There's a lot of companies that are similar to One Life Club or people that are making noise hey you know if you buy this course for twenty five thousand dollars i'm gonna teach you how you're gonna be a millionaire tomorrow horses shit we don't know how to do that because it doesn't fucking exist given that when you do your research the research says customers want to get rich tomorrow and obviously we know that's not true how do you attract these customers if you're offering them the reality which is it's going to take 10 years well nobody wants to hear the truth nobody wants to I mean, how many people are you talking to? You know, if um, uh, yourself, I think part of your business is you have you got an education business where you're teaching people how to do well in e-commerce, correct? Correct. If you line up 100 clients and if you tell them, guys, good news is 
I can teach you how to be successful in this, but the bad news is, you know, it's going to take you 10 years. Is everybody happy to sign up today knowing it's going to take you 10 years? You lose half of the people straight away because they rather go to the guy that tells them, I'm going to show you how to do it tomorrow and you're going to be rich the next day. Now, I can tell you anything. I can tell you whatever the fuck you want to hear. But is it possible? That's a different story. You know what I mean? And with us, is, you know, we're not here to be some kind of dodgy scammers and tell you, you know what? This is how you become a millionaire overnight. We tell them, this is how you're not going to become a millionaire overnight because nobody does. Tell me about the platform that you built with One Life Club. Um, wh what is the platform? So One Life Club is is a mentoring and networking platform. So people can go to One Life Club website or, or, or the app that we have created. We have over 100 interviews with successful business people, interviews very similar to what you're doing with me right now. So people can get motivated, they can get inspired, they can maybe make that burning fire within them because they heard somebody else's amazing story so they can wake up tomorrow and, and start doing something, one part. Two, we have also created a community of like-minded people. So all of those people, all of the members of One Life Club, they can also network with each other. They can communicate with each other. And then they also meet each other, meet each other in person um, as well. And the third part of our platform is we got classes. So I can, I can inspire you by my story, but then I can also teach you how to do what I do. And that's why we have those classes so people can really learn how to be expert in specific fields. And people that we have hosting those classes are experienced business people in that field, full stop. And then we have, you know, events, you know, we had Jordan Belford early this year. In the faithful, I think um, we had um, entrepreneur summits across Australia. We had like 15, you know, plus events across Australia where we get amazing people um, to speak at those events, sharing their knowledge, how somebody can become expert in their own field. And then on top of that, um, uh, um, you know, people are networking with each other as well. And there's nothing better than being in a room with like-minded people. You know, imagine if you're in a room with a thousand people that want to do well in your life, in their lives, like you. That's amazing. So that's what One Life Club is all about. Basically, a platform that simply wants to help people to take their career and business and mindset to another level. Within the education space, when we sort of look at a customer-centric sort of perspective, like how do you make it easier for students to get results? Because if you sell a hundred books, only two people are gonna read the book, even a hundred, even though a hundred people paid for it. Right? Interesting question. Interesting you asked that. This is one thing that I always say on our events. Last event we had, we had 1000 people there. Soon as I walk on the stage, first thing I said to everyone, the bad news is most of you will walk out of this room tonight motivated, pumped, hungry. Three days later, you're going to go back to the same fucking shithole where you've been three days ago. Nothing will change. You are hungry for a minute, then you're back to doing the same thing. Only way key people can keep moving forward and take advice and knowledge that they gain from listening to somebody today is if they really sit and look at themselves in the mirror and ask themselves, what the fuck do they want to have out of this one life we have? And one thing that you will discover that most people um, uh, can't have that conversation within themselves, which is very freaking hard. 
you know, it's very hard for them to have their conversation with themselves, um, uh, you know, to, to really be honest with themselves and say, you know what, I'm going to be successful. Well, you want something, go and work hard, be creative, take risks. So that way you're backing up whatever you're thinking and whatever you're wishing to have or to do, you're backing it up by actions. Very hard to put those two together because we all want something, but when it comes to, okay, you know what? I'm going to climb Mount Everest. I really want to. But unless I start taking that first step, and first step is maybe train in Brisbane for 12 months, run every day for 20 kilometers, start becoming fit, you know, then start running some mountains in Australia before I can potentially go to Mount Everest. Um, and that would be my second step actually flying there so I can start climbing Mount Everest. For people, they just get excited about the idea, you know, of how it is to be successful and how it is to run or do some kind of business. But when it comes to reality of working hard and making it happen, easy to give up. The 2% of action takers, do you think it's DNA? They're just born with that drive to take action? Or do you think the everyday person can build that muscle of working, taking action? Or is it just you're born with it? I think truly most people, you either fucking have it or you don't. You either have that burning fire to conquer the world or you don't. Anything in between, it's one in a million that can wake the fuck up and do well. That's my honestly, honest opinion. You either just have that burning fire in, in, within you or you don't. Have you always been born with high energy, high motivation, where every day you wake I up? Was you to get out I was born. I was born all my life. Wow. I tell you one thing, every fucking person, and I don't know if I can swear on your podcast or not, clearly I'm doing it. Um, uh, every person needs to understand, including me and yourself, that, hey, everybody, if you're going to die one day, you know, not all of us are going to live till 80. Some of us, some people that age 20, 30, 40, you know, when you're going to die, who knows? The bullet that's going to kill you has already been fired. Clock is ticking. Clock is ticking. Time is passing. Two of us have been already talking for 40 minutes. And guess what? We can't get this 40 minutes back out of our life. We can't just rewind it. 40 minutes gone. Then this day is going to be gone. Then this year is going to be gone. And 20 years is going to be gone. And I don't want to be there. You know, being 60, 70, 80, 90 years old, and I ask myself, where the fuck did my life go? I haven't done anything. I wish I have done that. I wish I have done this. Don't wish anything. Just do it. Emil, do you have any daily sort of perspective or gratitude meditations, or are you religious? Like, how do you keep grateful, like, gratitude, and have that perspective? Well, I'm, I'm a fast thinker. First thing I do when I open my mind in the morning, I'm, I thank God. I'm, uh, for waking up, for breathing, for being healthy, for having my family around me. And um, uh, I think um, uh, I, I wake up being grateful. I'm grateful that, you know, I have given this life and um, God has given me this life and now I have to use it in the best possible way that I can. So I just, I'm just grateful, man. I'm just grateful. I'm grateful that God gave me ability to work, to help others, to think on my feet and, I'm just grateful, you know, and if you, if you can wake up every morning and all of your loved ones around you, they wake up all healthy, that's a good start to the day. I'm currently going through sort of 
an issue where like I would have productive days like this where I have back-to-back meetings and podcasts and tomorrow Thursday I would usually wake up a bit more tired less motivated push myself out of bed and the moment if I if I accidentally pick up my phone and go on TikTok the day might be gone and and I just don't have like I go through ups and downs days with productivity then the next day I'm tired um, and, and I don't have that burning you could ask yourself so that's very true so people have this like a graph you know some days amazing the next day they're lazy or tired or whatever mm-hmm. You gotta ask yourself, and let me ask you questions. Those days that you're tired, you don't feel being creative, you don't feel like doing anything. When the day is finished, do you feel great about your day? If I push through and work despite feeling that, I feel amazing. Um, and if I procrastinate and don't, uh, I hate myself for having a bad day. Well, then you gotta ask yourself. Okay, sometimes I wake up, you know tired or whatever but you gotta ask yourself what the fuck while in a good mood you gotta ask yourself what are you gonna do when you go down that path again what are you gonna do not to waste it maybe an answer is go and freaking buy an ice bath and put it in your living room so every time an energy is down jump into water that is freezing it will wake you the fuck up you're gonna feel amazing afterwards and you're gonna start your day better so always look like look for you know if there's a you know seven days in a week and Normally I'm tired, but Saturday and Sunday comes. So what can I do to to feel better instead of worse? So you always got to ask. Everything is your fault. All the good things in your life is because you make those decisions. All the shit that you fuck up, you make those decisions too. Everything is up to us how we deal with our life. Everything is on us how we are. Life is like a game of freaking poker. You know, you can think to yourself that you know I've, I've been dealt bad cards and then you play with the bad cards which means you don't give everything you got when it comes to living i just think my life is like just all aces all aces i just got a dealt really good card and i gotta maintain it are there do you ever go through or have you ever gone through burnout or mentally you're just worn out because you've just been grinding for a whole week no don't let myself why 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 would i let myself waste a fucking day why would i beat myself up and tell myself you know what you're fucking having a bad day or whatever fuck that it's me it's mindset is emil you can have an amazing day every day nothing will ruin that where you've been able to get to in life emil with the you know nice cars a yacht or the beautiful food how do you keep yourself from doing all those things too much because those things have high dopamine, it's super fun. It's way more fun doing that than doing a bunch of interviews with employees. Uh, my feet are very firm on ground. You know, um, doesn't mean because I got so many cars, I'm happier than somebody else who doesn't. Doesn't mean if I have a $5 million yacht, that person who's got a $100 million yacht is happier than I am. Everything, you know, I do whatever makes me happy. You know, I don't do, you know, there's no difference I have more fun talking to my mom than, than driving a million-dollar car. Do you know what I mean? So I don't measure things in, you know, in um, things that are expensive. They're more fun. You know, um, that's, that's the, it's quite opposite. More fun to me is spending time with my family, with my brother and my nephew and nieces. And, you know, that to me is fun. With entrepreneurs that are starting out, you know, the first one all the way up to 10 years, it's 
going to probably be a grind, as you said, where you're doing everything. You're doing I'm the still together. grinding after 25. I'm still grinding after 20 fucking five years, still hustling. And have you gotten to a point, I think you, you did say that, you're at a point where you just do fun things and anything you hate, you've been able to outsource. What advice do you have for people that can't do that and they have to grind it out for the first 10 years and, and it does get tough? And it will get tough. In the first six months, in the first year, in two years, in three years, in five, and in 10 years. I mean, look, you can have the best restaurant in Australia. Next COVID wave hits, you got no business for 12 months or two years. It is what it is. The card that you got dealt with, you got to play with it. And being in business, it's always unexpected circumstances that might happen in your business. Do you know what I mean? Government can change laws and they can say, hey, as of tomorrow, cars are not allowed on the roads and we have to ride fucking horses. And you go and ride a horse. Just We have to be capable enough to move and adapt, adapt fast to everything that's around us. Emil, what was the first business that you started or what's your main business and what was what's your sort of skill of expertise that you started with? Um, property development is my is my construction, property development, finance, but now it's everything because we have so many different companies. Um, uh, so now my expert, I won't say my expertise, um, you know, businesses we have are in all different fields, but started with property development. And how do you balance all the different businesses? Because you're in law, media, education. How do you balance all these different moving parts? By, by employing people that are smarter than me, in those fields for them you know i got i get them to run it you know i got my brother who runs my property development company and construction arm his construction arm i got somebody that runs media business somebody that runs you know real estate offices so that way i i focus on two three big tasks a day and um uh, and i just employ people to run specific departments of the companies have you bootstrapped everything over the last you, the lifetime of your career or have you ever got investment funding um everything's pretty much i i only have really two partners which is i'm uh i'm one life club besides that i run my own show What's your... work hard save a dollar invest a dollar and keep going from there that's amazing what's your thoughts on australia as a market have you wanted to or have you expanded to other countries or like no, most of my businesses are um, us wide um, uh, but you know we definitely have plans to expand some of our companies worldwide but right now i'm in the stage of my life i just expand when i see fit when i find good people i can expand with and if that doesn't happen who cares i still got an amazing business that you know gives me great returns on my time and um, gives me good lifestyle do you have like a strong why that keeps you pushing forward and growing things or are you just having fun every day? Having fun every day, but also always wanted to create a business that can change generations of my family members, you know, lives. Um, I always wanted to be that family member that he can create enough, enough good wealth for, for many generations of family after me. Uh, money is not everything and definitely agree there but money can give kids good education they can give them better you know health system um uh, they can build them homes they can 
um, uh, you know, give um, help to families that they need. And, and that's what money can really do. And I happen to make plenty that um, families will be looked after once I'm gone. Right now, I'm pushing really hard because I want to make sure that my mom, dad are sort of basically set for the rest of their life. But I'm worried that the moment I hit that goal, I'm gonna, the, the, the weight is gonna be off my shoulders and I might not have that pressure to keep me going to that next level. What keeps you going now that you've looked after your family? I think there's nothing wrong, you know, by not going to the next level. If you created a good business that is doing well for you and you don't wanna take it to freaking worldwide, don't take it to worldwide. Just be happy. Work one day a week, surf six days a week. I'm a sucker for chasing happiness. I don't chase money. I don't chase expand, expanding businesses. I just chase what makes me happy. At the moment, I'm enjoying business so much that I love creating businesses. I love working with amazing people. But if the day comes where I said, you know what? No more. Just when I go fishing every day, you'll see me with a fishing rod. That is so refreshing to hear, Emil. Because like, you know, when I'm on social media, it's the complete opposite. It's like, hey, like, you know, I'm so hungry. I want to become a billionaire. Everyone talking about billionaire. But you're right. Like if, if you want to fish. Don't do things for everyone. Do things for you. Mm. Wow. That's, that's a huge eye opener. What made you go down the path of building your personal brand over the last year to two years? That's sort of something that I've seen you put in a lot of effort and you've been growing at a really fast pace. What was the catalyst for that, Emil? I wanted to give back. I wanted to share my life experience to others. Even when I post about, you know, all the new cars that I'm getting, I post about those cars because a lot of people dream about having Ferraris, Lamborghinis, and so on. And the reason why I post those cars to really showcase to people that fuck, it's possible. It's possible to have that. You know, it's all possible. So, you know, I like inspiring and motivating people but also building your personal brand um it's important for you because you know i can start any business tomorrow and and whatever i share with those people that business will do well because you know you build a certain amount of credibility with your presence as well emil people at your level when you guys are buying brand new cars are you buying like limited edition cars where they hold its value or do they depreciate the moment you drive it out the dealership I buy whatever I'm buying. I, I got cars that are making me money. I got, for example, one Lamborghini Avantador Ultima. There's only 250 of them in the world. So that car cost me, I think I paid about $1.3 million. It's probably worth worth over 2 million bucks now because it's the last V12 naturally aspirated and so on. Um, and after this, they're going to go hybrid. But then I have, you know, Bentley GT, where, you know, new was 650 and it's probably worth 400 now after three years um uh, and then you know um I, I just buy what i like to me cars i don't buy cars to make money because that's luxuries of life and you know the second you buy it in my mind that money is gone never see it again um uh, so i don't see it as a as an investment you know i have plenty of other investments where make me money cars is just you know stuff you know i enjoy cars and i like cars and i guess i reward myself by working hard um, so I can have them. How many years in or at what point did you get to a point where you started rewarding yourself and buying cool cars? And I guess what would your Instagram look like when you were in the grind? 
I look, I was always doing well, even in my 20s, even age 23, 24, 25, always had good cars, but I was, I was always working and doing better than most people because I was, um, I guess, working harder than most people. But over the last three, four years, really buying a lot of cars. You know, I, I got last 12 months, I purchased Lamborghini STO, Lamborghini Avantador Ultimate, Ferrari 812 Superfast, Little Mercedes AMG uh, 63, whatever it's called. So last 12 months, I paid for four cars. And those four cars are freaking well over $3 million. I And then I ordered another four, you know. So um, now I'm treating myself because I can and I'm not affected when I do waste money on it. Do you drive all your cars? Those all that, yeah. I hate to say it, but are, I do have cars that I've neglected. I, I got a Bentley GT. I haven't driven it for four months. Wow. And then you probably don't... But then even... I, I drive it for two months in a row. Like now I just bought a new Lamborghini STO, purple color. Uh, you know, tomorrow will be three weeks and I've been driving it every day for three weeks. I drive nothing else. But then I'll drive something else for four months. I drive whatever I feel like driving. I sit in it and I just drive it for a couple of weeks, get it out of my system and then use the other one. And definitely don't recommend any cars as an investment. For up and coming entrepreneurs, which are most of our audience, what advice do you have for them in this day and age where the market business is changing so quickly? One thing is, um, uh, and, and I, I hope you don't mind me finishing it with this as well, because yes. I do have another meeting to jump in. Um, I will finish this. Advice to any young entrepreneur starting any kind of business. Make sure when you decide to start specific business, start that business because you are passionate about that business. Don't start that business because you want to make money. Of course, we all need money to live and so on. But if you just start any business just for the sake of the money, when shit hits the fan, when business gets tough, if you're not passionate about that business, you will walk away from it. Which me and and let me tell you, whatever business you start, it will fucking get tough. It will get hard. Business will beat you up and will bring you on your fucking knees. So that's the time that you have to hang in there and keep digging deep and survive and then thrive. Only way that can happen if you're passionate about the industry you're getting in. That's my advice. And it's been a pleasure, buddy. Emil, where can people find and get more of these golden nuggets from you? Where's the best place for them to follow you? Um, uh, I, I, I always show anybody, you know, um, obviously I'm all over socials. If they search Emil Jurassic, I'll pop up somewhere. And um, uh, um, uh, I strongly advise for anybody to go check One Life Club. You know, it's free to join. They got 100 plus interview with amazing entrepreneurs, including myself, that have done well in their lives and a lot to learn from there. Emil, thank you so much for your time. I love how honest you are, how real you give the hard truth. And like there's so many light bulb moments and I'm so grateful for your time today. Thank you so much for your time. Awesome, Emil. See ya. So yeah, this is another episode of the podcast. Hopefully you guys got some value. That was a very fun, fun interview. Hopefully I'll see you guys next week on the next episode. Peace.